we are here with For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast on episode 19. And today we're going to be talking about uh, leading by example. I'm Coach Ty and I'm here with Coach Hines. And uh, when you talk about that coach, what, what, what do you mean? Well, you know, it's funny. Anyone that's watched any of our podcasts before, we, we do, I don't know if it's pride ourselves, but we like to just kind of go off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So Coach came over to my house uh, 20 minutes ago or so. Yeah. And I'm like, have you thought of anything? He's like, nope, you? I'm like, nope. But uh, can, can you lift up your knee there, old man? Just a little bit. Uh, ah, so you, you yeah. can see the, the stitches there. Coach Ty just had his second or third? Second. 17th knee, knee surgery. Yeah. Uh, I've had shoulder and bicep surgery and two knee surgeries. Um, but uh, one of the reasons I, I asked you, you know, why, why the knee surgery? And uh, Coach had shared something with me that I thought that's a great topic just to talk about. And it's leading by example from the physical fitness portion of it mm-hmm. um you had mentioned to me you wanted to have the ability to still show your catchers how to get down on a stance definitely to, to still run with your players run mm-hmm. with your sons mm-hmm. and, and, and do some stuff and i know that's important to me as a coach as a father and a grandfather um when you think about coaches you've had over the years uh you think about and we're just going to focus today on physical fitness right because when it comes to leading by example there's so many different Umbrellas that that can you know fall under. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the coaches like that you played for in high school or college or growing up? Um, I think when when I played in uh, high school baseball, and I, I didn't think really get into physical fitness as much. Um, you know, guys that are really motivated. You know, back then we didn't go to the gym at the school and work out, oh, really? which we probably could have, yeah. but it really wasn't pushed upon. Um, I know there were guys that probably had dads who or moms who were in the professional sports and got the special training on the side. I didn't really start doing physical fitness until I joined the Navy. Really? Yes. Right. And, but and you can't see it on camera, but he's jacked. No, nah, I'm not he, jacked he, at all. I jacked. just wear my fat well. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to steal that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, but you know, when I joined, I joined the Navy, I, you know, I, I started playing a lot of different sports. And you know, in order to get better, um, you really had to. And also I had physical requirements to do every six months with the Navy and I wanted to do well but I didn't really see the benefits until I started doing it myself okay I played volleyball all the time I played baseball on the weekends Uh, I played on a semi-pro team I tried out for teams but um, when I was a little older I understood um, the the necessity of being physically fit not only uh, strength wise but also cardiovascular your cardio needs to be up I can't speak but uh um, that's when I really noticed it. Okay. And then that's why I preach a lot now um, with a lot of high school students, the necessity of working out on your own, too. And one of the things that we're going to touch on is not just preaching about it, because I think every coach, every sport, at every level preaches about certain things. Yes. We're really living it. For, for me, I started working out, man, as far back as I could, when Rocky hit the <laughs> movie theaters. This guy loves Rocky. I, I, am a, I am a Rocky aficionado, not a... No, something like that. Love Rocky. Um, I remember asking my parents for a weight set and working out in the garage all the time. I had the heavy bag and mm-hmm. speed bag and the weights. Um, and for me in high school, it, it was stressed to us as players that you are in the weight room. Mm-hmm. And I love my coaches, but uh, I remember you know, our, our weight room in high school had double doors that opened up to the cafeteria. So our coaches would open the weight room and say, go left. And it, it, was, it was a free-for-all. None of us knew what we were doing. We knew the beach muscles, you know, chest, buys. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every so often hit some triceps. Yep. But uh, our coaches would sit outside the, caf- 
outside the weight room in the cafeteria and eat their donuts, drink their coffee. And I had coaches in high school I loved. They're, they're great men, knew the game, loved the players. Um, but aside from two of our coaches I can remember, you know, our head coach who played a linebacker at the University of Rhode Island, he also swam, had a big barrel chest, uh, and one of our receiver coaches and defensive back coaches who was the same, same guy who was very lean, very, you know, kind of a marathon runner physique. Um, some of the other coaches I had who I loved were just massive men. Right. Doesn't mean they're not amazing men. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they don't have great hearts, just, just great coaches. But I remember sometimes running in high school, doing sprints, and being yelled at the loudest at, by coaches who I thought, man, you can't tie your shoes. Like, you, you mm-hmm. can't reach that far down. Um, and, I, and I would have never said anything because I love those coaches. Still to this day, just great people. But there, there's some power that comes with not just being able to tell someone what to do, mm-hmm. but to take care of yourselves in a way where the players know that you've been there, done that, and can still do it. Definitely. To a certain extent. Definitely. I think uh, we, we actually talked about uh, something like this in one of our past episodes, but not like in depth like we are right now. But it, there's something to be said with, with a, a, uh, a player that actually sees their coach, like myself, get down in a catcher's position, receive the ball, and throw a dart to second base. Yes. And, and you I get can, down. I can get down in a catcher's position. Yeah. I just can't, just get, can't back get back up. up, right? I just have to roll over and <laughs> slowly get back up. Oh, man. But uh, and I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you, teaching the block. You can teach these kids how to block and get down. And then also being in the weight room. You know, if you go, and I remember when, when I coached that one year with you, uh, the kids were benching, and I, I bet a kid a dollar that I could get 225 up more than he could, and I did. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't get the dollar or anything like that, but, um, but it goes to show, it's like, okay, it's, it's one of those things is you can't just go off words. You have to put it into action. Yes. You know, it's, it's um, what's that old saying where uh, actions speak louder than words? Yep. And your actions, you know, hey... I, I mean, this is important because it, it will help you do this. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point. I think sometimes, now that I've coached high school football you know, for 22 years, you go into, you, you meet younger coaches, baseball, mm-hmm. football, basketball, and every so often I have coaches on, my staff, on our staff that will braggadociously talk about how they're faster than other players or stronger. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't matter. You know? And our point is right. not saying we're the fastest, which we're not. And we don't want to be the strongest. If, I, if I'm the strongest guy in the weight room, our team's not going to win many games. Right. You know, right. I, I might fill out the shirt pretty well come game day, but that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is. It's getting down and showing a, a player how to properly clean, how to do deadlifts, how to squat safely, mm-hmm. and, and all those different things. And there's going to come a day, you know, whether it's too many knee surgeries or, God willing, when mm-hmm. we're in our 70s or 80s, when the body just doesn't function that way definitely, anymore. Definitely, definitely. But, but I think it's important that for as long as we're able to, and God willing, you know, we have the, the physical strength to move our bodies in a certain way, it's important to push ourselves. Definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, well, you know, you've got to listen to your bodies too. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to listen. Like, I, I know with my knee, and I know there's a lot of people out there, especially baseball players, that have soreness in their... They've got to know, understand the difference of being, being sore... And being hurt. Yes. You know, and, and us as coaches, we got to be able to define it because they don't know. And sometimes at home, they're pushing them a little too hard. And we, we need to be able to say, okay, no, this is time. I remember I had a, a, a catcher who was pretty sick and a great kid, liked, doing, liked uh, having him on the team. Um, 
But for a while there, he was getting lightheaded and sick while he was catching. And it was heat, so I figured he was dehydrated. So I got took him out of the game, and you know, I was like, man, this is not right. So I talked to his parents and told him, hey, you guys need to get him hydrated. It happened again the next game. I took him out, and I was like, man, I, I can't have this, you know. Uh, not because of the game, but, but because I have a, a kid, get, you know, passing out. Right. Um, they ended up taking him to the doctor, and the doctor, they couldn't find anything, and they brought him back. Doctor cleared him. He did it again. And I said, you know what? I told his parents, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put him back into a game at all until something happens, because this is too dangerous. Right. Uh, not only for him, but especially for him, but as far as the game, period. And uh, they brought him, and he ended up having some uh, gross around his brainstem. Wow. And he had to get it surgically removed. And uh, so he was out uh, the rest of the season. Great catcher, great kid. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to take a lot of credit. A lot of credit goes to his parents actually bringing him to the doctor and pushing the issue. But it was nice, you know, being part of a solution for the kid. Now right. he plays. But, and I know you're saying that in all sincerity and humility, mm-hmm. but the fact is there are way too many coaches who don't care about the young men Definitely. or young women mm-hmm. and will justify and say, yeah, it was a really close game yeah. or he's our best player or she's our best player. And that and goes back to just being a coach. Yes. Yeah, that was last episode. Last episode. You yeah. haven't listened to it. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It. Just go wherever it is. Go back and <laughs> check it out. Um, I, I also think, you know, I actually hadn't been working out that much with this whole, we're still, you know, depending mm-hmm. on when you're watching this, it's September 2nd today. So uh, we're still kind of dealing with COVID, or not kind of, we're dealing with COVID. And I uh, hadn't been to the gym for a long time. Went to the high school yesterday and, and uh, got a good workout in. And at one point, I was just sweating bullets, oh, ready to, to, to lose my lunch. And it was a great feeling. It is, and and it, it finally hit me. It was once again, we want to make sure that when we're pushing our players mm-hmm. and telling them to push through it, and we're going to talk about mental leadership and leading by mental, you know, the, 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 the mental part of it, the capacity, uh, on next episode. But th- there's a lot to be said about when coaches and players know that you push yourselves as, as hard as Definitely, well. Definitely, yep. You know, you've been there and done mm-hmm. that. Um, we talk often in football, you mentioned about playing, you know, are you, are you sore or hurt? The biggest thing we talk about in football as far as the physical aspect is, are you hurt or are you injured? Because with football, from the first day of contact until a week after the season's over, you're going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. You're going to be sore. You're going to have aches and pains. But an injury is different. You know, and that's when you got to kind of really, we always tell our players, you know your body best. Definitely. You know, and no matter what I say, I think you're capable of, you have to listen to your own body. Right. Um, on a personal note, Coach, with all the pains you have with your knees from probably baseball for many, many years mm-hmm. and your elbows possibly or whatever, would you do it again? No, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's what's so nice about the miracle of uh, medicine. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, you get it That little blue pill he takes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Christy's not watching. But, um... Uh, no, um, you know, the awesome thing about medicine is, like, they can go in there and clear it up, and, and you can be back to new pretty quick, yeah. you know, you, but you got to make sure you don't come back too fast, and you do the physical therapy like you're supposed yes. to. Yeah, and the reason I asked that was, I uh, still love working out, I love, I'm passionate mm-hmm. about it, I, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like I'm 90 years old, well, you know, my, my neck, I'm close, mm-hmm. my neck is always sore, my traps are sore, my shoulder, you know, my knees, but I would do it. All, I would do it all over in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Every single bit of it, I would do over again because of the love for the game. 
Yep. Yeah. And the nice thing is, like, after you get warmed up, you think you can do it again. And then you go yes. do it again. Like, <laughs> the recovery time is different. Oh, definitely. You're a little bit older. <laughs> uh, so so when, when we're talking about leading by example with physical fitness, uh, what's one thing you do? I'm kind of setting them up here. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about this. Uh, I know there's something I do, so I have an answer after you. I don't know why you explain it. You do it every episode. I do. I, I try not to throw them <laughs> under the bus, but I try to catch them off guard a little bit. Is there something you do physically, whether it's an exercise you do or don't do that maybe you should, or something you put into your body or don't that you should, that you maybe shouldn't as far as your players seeing that? No. You're, you're not a smoker or anything. We don't need those, no. you know, drinking or whatever. Um, I'm guilty of it with energy drinks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do coffee. But coffee's... Coffee's fine. Oh, coffee's yeah. an old person drink. Yeah, it's perfect. Your players warm. just know yeah, you're old. Jordan's warm. Um, for, for me, it's energy drinks. Mm -hmm. And I've cut back a, I've cut back a lot. But uh, as I think about leading by example, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I walk into our team meeting rooms, mm -hmm. you know, on game day at 4 o'clock and we do our final chalk talk before we hit the field. Or all too often, I have a, an energy drink in my hand. And you probably don't even need it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I waste the money. I don't know. I, yeah, that's a whole other. I would say I used to. I used to drink a lot of soda. Okay. I don't drink much anymore. Maybe one a month. Yeah. Just to taste it. Yeah. But uh, I would say soda, and soda is so bad for you that sugar just turns into fat. That's probably why I got it all right now. Yeah, he's, he's you know, yeah, But uh, yeah, soda would be the not anymore, but used to. It would be soda. I uh, yeah, my, mine's energy drinks. I, uh, one thing I did as back in New Hampshire, we, uh, our conditioning test for our guys now is completely different. Uh, it's much better and improved and, and we can talk about that on a different episode, but we used to run one tens. So we, we would have our, our skill guys have to run 16 one tens in intervals and our, our, our big skills, our heavy guys run them same thing, 16 one tens, but different time. So uh, back in New Hampshire one year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to run these with you guys. And I was going <laughs> to run all 16. So what I did was I was like, you know what? It, it's the whole, you know, work in silence, you know, and, and, and that'll come to light in the light, you know, under the light, so to speak. So I would train our guys in the summer. Mm -hmm. And then after they would go home, I would go to a different high school field. So no one would see me and I would run the 110s. And I ran four one day, take a day off, six the next worked up to where I was running 16 to 18 two or three days a week and I thought I felt pretty good I felt pretty good about myself but I was running them alone so when the first day doubles came <laughs> and I I wasn't going to run with the skill guys because I knew I didn't stand a mm -hmm. chance there um, I was like I, I played tight end in college I'm going to run with the, the, the big skill you know in tight mm -hmm. end you can fall into either category yeah. so I started running those that'd be a blocking tight end right yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely but I started running those with the guys, and when you're running with players and you're trying to make sure they don't beat you, I didn't throw up. God, I came close. I came so close. And the players knew it. Some of the players were like, Coach, are you okay? <laughs> I couldn't even talk. I'm like, They had the good. oxygen on both sides of the... We needed it. Oh, yeah. It was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> um, what, what do you think the kids, the young men, the young women we coach... How important do you think it is to, to, to be physically fit? I think it would be one of the top two. Really? Most important, yeah. Right. Be physically physically yeah. fit. Um, only because it prevents injury, number one. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the learning curve, especially if you play multiple sports, 
um, being physically fit, the learning curve, getting back into the sport, whether it's your main sport or another sport. So you're talking about for the players? For the players. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with That's you. That's what I thought you were asking. No, my, my question was not clear enough. For players, definitely. What about for coaches? How important is it for coaches to be physically fit? Uh, definitely top five. And I would say the reason is is because... That's why I was surprised. When you said top two, yeah. I thought you were talking about coaches. I'm no, like, really? I thought you said players. But as far as coaches, I think it's top five. And the reason why I say this is because, um, like you were saying back, it's hard to respect a coach that yells at you and tells you to lift more weight when you're sitting there with a boiler. Yes. And there's going to be coaches that are really strong and have boilers and probably do deadlifts like crazy and really strong. Yeah. But I'm talking about the ones that are sitting there eating burritos, I know I love burritos too, but all the time, yeah. you know, and just, the kids know when there's a coach in or out of shape. Yes. And I know when I ran uh, some of the physical uh, uh, fitness stuff with, the, with the, the baseball team, I made sure I got in there yeah. and showed them that I did it. Yes. You know, I did it too. You know, a lot of kids were like, well, coach, we can't, how'd you come up with this exercise? Well, I did it earlier today. Yeah. You know, to make sure it worked and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and the kids aren't stupid. No, no. If not. you have a coach in your staff, and I've been blessed with some coaches over the years, that uh, back in New Hampshire, I had this coach, Coach Webster, who uh, he shuffled everywhere. He he was, I think, in his early eighties, mm -hmm. and he forgot legit forgot more football than I have ever known. Like this guy yeah. was just just better on the block, tremendous man, husband, father, great grandfather, great grandfather, but he. He was an amazing coach, mm -hmm. but every coach on our staff and the players and parents knew that he wasn't running with the kids or working out with them because physically that's not what, what his strength was now, no pun right. intended. Right. The, the players know that if, if you're able to and you're just not doing it, mm -hmm. it, it shows a little something. Yeah. And, yeah, and they want coaches, in my opinion, that are going to get dirty with them a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, and, and break a sweat once in a while. Not always. There's a time and place. Sometimes now I, I, I don't work out with them because you spend so much time teaching. Right, yeah. But even with that, in the teaching of it, if you can get under a bar, it doesn't have to be a lot of weight, but show them the proper technique. Definitely. Especially kettlebell swings. I know yes, how many times I'm sitting those. there showing the kids how to do a kettlebell swings. And you feel it the next day. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you feel it. Yeah. yeah give me that 10-pounder. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what's one final thing you know, you'd want to leave as far as uh, a point or message on the topic of leading by example as far mm -hmm. as fitness? As far as fitness, uh, I would say you, you don't have to be the number one guy every single time or girl. You don't have to cross that finish line every time if there's a competition. Mm -hmm. First place every time when you're working out with your team. Uh, you don't have to be the person lifting the most weight. You don't have to be the person. But you do need to be that person that shows up first. Yes. Um, that works out and gives it 110%, even though you can't get down to 10%, 100% yep. uh, every single time where you're in there. Um, being able to teach. If you see someone doing... Especially if you're a senior, you see some of the new freshmen coming here doing the, the lifts wrong or working out wrong could really hurt themselves because a lot of those kids are still uncoordinated. Yep. Um, show them the right t technique, you know, especially if you're doing it and you're, and you're uh, well-versed in it and you're teaching. And number one, it, it helps your team out and it helps your coaches out too because maybe they can help someone else out or push someone else a little harder. Yeah. So, and then also watch your body and feed your body. Yes. I think that's one of the biggest things. And as coaches, you know, we, we preach all the time to our players, you got to fuel your body. Mm -hmm. uh, and we talk to different body types. Those, those players that want to, want or need to gain weight and those players that want to shed a little bit, uh, we all know 80% of it comes from, from what we're putting into our body mm -hmm. uh, and how we allow ourselves to recover as far as proper 
rest and recovery and, and sleep and all that. As far as a coach leading by example and doing what we can physically, um, it, pro it, it protects our longevity. Definitely. You know, if we're passionate about this game, we want to make sure that A, we can continue coaching and, and, and not have it tear down our body so much that we're cutting our lives short mm -hmm. legitimately. And I, I know, you know, Saturday morning I wake up during the season. I don't know if it's, you know, 4 a.m. or whatever. It's, it's early. But uh, I'm exhausted. But you get up because you're passionate about it. You keep Definitely. going. Mm -hmm. And if, if we're not physically fit, when you get home to spend time with your wife and your kids and your family and friends, you're not going to be able to. Right. And you, you're not going to be able to proper, properly decompress yes. from the whole thing, your mental state. Yeah, that's important. Mm -hmm. It's important. So uh, that's it for this episode. You know, we, we typically want to keep these under half an hour. We're at about 21 minutes now. So uh, think of it as a player. You've you got to be physically fit. You want to see the field, see the court, whatever sports you play. As a coach, you want your players not just hearing the word you say, as Coach Ty said, our actions speak louder than our words. We want them looking at us. And even if we're not in the shape we want to be in, knowing that we push ourselves, exactly. that we practice what we preach and we challenge ourselves in a way that when we're pushing them, they're not in the back of their mind saying, yeah, I want to see you do this, knowing that even mm -hmm. we can't lift as much or run as fast, right. that we, we're we still sweating with them and putting the work in. Definitely. So uh, we want to wrap up with a little shout-outs to our sponsors. You want to go first? Sure. You have, you have, mine's exciting, but mine's, mine's been around for a while. You're yeah, a little bit newer. I'm still practicing mine. That's all right. That's different. Uh, so we're sponsored by a company, a firefighter-owned company called Muertos Coffee Company. They are owned and operated by the whole whole operations done by firefighters, and they are a great company. And pretty much, they got started because they got sick of drinking crappy coffee at work. So what they did, they decided to go and make their own coffee, and it turned out to be really good coffee. But they didn't want to break the bank, so they decided to uh, make it affordable for everyone and still give back to the community. So five percent of all the sales go back That's to great. the community, uh, down firefighters. Uh, first responders that get hurt, or community in need, much like what they did uh, recently up in uh, Vacaville, because we had a lot of fires yeah. out there recently. So they held a big fundraiser to help the community get back on its feet. Is, is that uh, the five percent just San Diego, or is that it's it's nationwide? That's awesome. Yeah, and That's when you do order, you're, there's a drop down menu, and you can decide who you want to give to. They and do. They have, they have their own uh, little fund too that you can put in, and they can help out and spread the wealth throughout the Love United that. States. Yeah, so it's a great coffee, and uh, what you do is you go to Muertos Coffee Company, or Muertos Coffee Co. co dot, <laughs> mess it up again. That's right. Muertos Coffee Co. Dot com. So it's Muertos Coffee Company, but Co. at the end. And you use code SDFD25, and you get an extra 15% off. And then still 5% goes back into uh, assist first responders and their communities. Outstanding. And when you're drinking your coffee, check mm -hmm. out GameStrat. Yes. So for us, GameStrat uh, is a instant replay company based out of Canada, but making their noise here in, in California and, and throughout the country. Uh, we started using them about two and a half years ago, and it changed the game for us. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of waiting till Saturday morning to break down film with your players and show them how they can improve upon a certain situation or play, it's instantaneous feedback. We have the sideline camera now and the end zone camera. So we're seeing from all different angles how to up our game. It, it, play, it improves the players' performance. And as coaches, it's helping us get better as well. So check them out. And uh, as usual, that's it. That's it. We're going to end with, <laughs> what do we got? I do the end. Or do yeah. you do the end? 
Well, we'll, we'll both do it. Uh-huh. I'll take start. It for, take it for what it's worth. Stay strong. Have a good one.